0: Hello everyone, welcome to Love in Your Life. This is Dola, your host, uh, and we're going to continue today speaking um, and reflecting back on what's going on in our society um, in America this time, or leaving uh, the world out, even though the world is responding um to the same uh same offense that we have been seeing the last couple of weeks with. Uh, the death of um, Mr. Floyd and uh, the injustice that we are uh, reeling against with uh, the police department. We've extrapolated our um, our offense uh, from the one individual into a whole um, police force, which I think is interesting uh, to say the least. But... Um, but what I want to talk about today is something that I've brought up before, and that is whenever something happens um, to cause us collectively to respond or react more appropriately—is m- the word react—meaning that you know we are really uh, our awareness has been heightened and we our fences have been heightened. We are offended. Um, by an action taken by another another individual that we find extremely highly offensive. Every time we do that, of course, um, we, you know, it makes me want to look at what's happening in a in a deeper way and reflect back what I see. And I am, uh, you know, always looking for my material, my reading material that has taught me, um, and I want to provide some uh, some insight from very, very special people that I've learned from. And one of them is Michael Singer, uh, an author, one of my favorite authors now. Um, and w- one of the things that I wrote down that he said in his book, God uh, the Untethered Soul. Is the solution is to maintain objective awareness of an inner problem. It's better than losing yourself in the outer situation. Uh, end quote. And the reason I wrote that down is because I really feel as though when something like this happens to strike us as offensive, and we get out there and we protest. Um, and I've already addressed the fact that you know peaceful protest is entirely within the realm of understanding but you know when we when we react in a a negative way and we cause suffering on other people we're just to me we're just doing the same thing we're reacting against so I I don't really understand the protest that goes on with um, perpetrating another crime in the um, in the in the process of of uh, protesting against an offense. You know, you're, you're really not making sense. So I'm going to go with the peaceful protest is perfectly understandable. But when we do that, what makes what it makes me think about is this idea of n- not maintaining objective awareness of an inner problem. You know, what we're doing is we are saying it's out there. It's not in me. And we even do that with the criminal, you know, we, we charge the criminal, you have bad behavior, we're judging you, we need to uh, stop you, you need to be punished. And all of that is within understanding, okay? I'm not saying uh, that we need to uh, do anything different. We, we, we understand that when someone perpetrates a crime against another, we need to address that. But what I don't what 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 makes me uh, you know, because I've never understood, you know, killing to um, punish a killer or uh, you know which would you know it's the, the 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 corporal punishment thing, um the the idea of um you know doing the same thing that we're protesting against. I never understand that thinking, so I have to uh, put it out there that you know we we create our reality. I I I know that we create our reality. I know that we don't want to see it that way. We want to say that we're act we're reacting against real what's happening in the outside world. But what I would like you to do is just take a moment and think about the idea, the notion that all of us have thoughts and those thoughts have power and energy and create the external environment that we're reeling against. So in a sense, we are not taking responsibility for our part in it. Much like when we look at the criminal, we're looking at that criminal and saying, you are bad. But what that criminal is really telling us is they are sad. Or mad, or um, or hurt, and not to condone their behavior, but we are, we we have to understand the power of two things. One is that our inner thoughts create our outer realities, and and the other thing, when people, you know, hurt people, the idea of hurt people hurt people, right? Um, a mentally injured person will create uh, the circumstance in their lives to stop themselves. Um, They don't don't think that's what they are doing, but that is what they're doing. And they're also allowing us an opportunity, I'll call it, to look at them and to view their pain. Now, again, it's not to condone bad behavior, but it's to say that if we hurt the people who are hurt, and we hate the people who are we perceive are hating, and are angry, and we we are angry against the person who is angry, and that is the cause of their uh, problems and their uh, their crimes. Then we're just doing the same thing to them that they're doing to others. So. It's kind of, I know it's a little bit obtuse for some people to, you know, and maybe not for for other people, you know, to shift our perception on uh, someone who is committing a crime and look at it as someone who is calling out for help. It's an injured party calling for us to help them. And I really do believe that if we could wrap our minds around this idea That that is not a bad person, but a sad person and try to help that person to the extent that we can instead of getting so angry at the person that we end up, you know, having them commit suicide and, you know, leaving us. That's an option I know, and it's sometimes a very convenient option, but it's not an ideal option. I mean, we need to look at our responsibility in helping people who are crying out for our help. And so, I I don't think I'm mixing those things up. For, you know, I, I I read a book a long time ago by um, a woman who was, uh, who had who had helped. Many Jews escaped the Nazis from the Holocaust in World War II by uh, she hid them in her home. And I know a lot of people did this during that period um, of time. But she was one. She was a Dutch Christian woman named uh, Corey. Uh, what was her last name? Uh, it was a simple name. Um, anyway, she she um, the name of her book. One of the one of the books I read of hers is The Hiding Place, and that was about how she. Uh, helped many Jews hide from the Nazis during World War II. But she said that, you know, in in her in writing this book, and this was, like I said, way back, uh, she said that if you were to be true to your Christian faith, you have to forgive the Nazi tormentors and see them in the same way as you saw the people that they were tormenting the people that were suffering from their torment. And I I know that's hard, you know, that's hard to look at them that way, but think about it. We are all brothers and sisters at the core. I mean, we know this somewhere in us, we all recognize that we are all in this together. Yes, we are truly all in this together. So if that's true, then we have to understand that the people that are perpetrating the crimes, are just as much our brothers and sisters as the people that they're hurting right and so it's so much easier to love those that are being victimized as opposed to the people that are victimizing but i think that we can easily understand that if they thought if they knew who they were and and, you know even jesus on the cross said you know forgive them they know not what they do. And I think what Jesus meant by that, I I feel as though I know this, um, is that they don't know that they are loved. You know, they, that if, if you believe in a higher power in a power bigger than us, then we know that we all came from the same source, that we all are truly brothers and sisters, and we all are loved. And only those people that question that love Can perpetrate crimes against others, and I guess that's where I'm coming with you know when when this Corey wrote this book and she talked about you know loving those uh, those people who were hurting uh, you know perpetrating horrible horrendous crimes against humanity by killing all those people Jews and other people that were murdered by the Nazis she said that it's, it's really important to love them and have the compassion for them as much as it, as for the people that they were hurting, because they are hurting too, (laughs) and they are hurting because they do not know they are loved, and that's why, you know, one crime or another crime is all the same crime in the eyes of God, it's just, it's just, um, it's, just a mistake you know it's just an error and an error based on the fact that they don't know who they really are and and they don't know that they are really truly loved at their core so i i don't think this is to deny anyone any experience of pain or or knowing you know if you see somebody that's hungry you need to feed them or or, you know a, a, a person that needs your help um uh you know a dog that's being hurt by somebody needs your, your inter, uh your, your, you need to intercede there for on behalf of the dog. There's no question about that. And if it includes pushing someone out of the way and, and they fall down, I mean, there, there is that, okay. I understand all of that, but I do think that we, that we, it would benefit us to look at someone that is perpetrating a crime as the same in the same need of compassion and assistance as the person that's being hurt, and I think if we get that, I think then what we do with that will change the world. I think that will change the world more than finding a way to defund police officers or, um, you know, correct something out in society. Correct in your mind your your response to. Hurt people, hurting people, and starting there would be a great uh, way to change the world in a real sense. Real, a real sense. Being, becoming a source of light instead of darkness. Um, you know, d- not letting anything close your heart, as Michael Singer said in his book. Um, Don't let anything ever close your heart. I believe in that 100%. Because the minute you close your heart, that's when the darkness comes. And you will join in the, the perpetrating of another offense against another person. And you will justify it because you will say that person was wrong, therefore they need to be punished and hurt because they hurt someone. Instead of looking at them as their cry for help, looking at what they do as a cry for help so that you can figure out how can I help them? Like uh, like uh, the Corey Boom said in her um, efforts to help the Nazis, um, those who were perpetrating those horrendous crimes. Because, um, you know, that that attitude I, if, if we all did that, there would be an absolute n- maximal change to the good in the world. And not like these quick fixes of, you know, let's defund the fleas, like I said, or you know, let's find these little um plugs uh for uh for um you know to fix this little thing here and then you know, something else goes on here and we continue to try to, to plug the little, you know, uh, the little, uh, you know, hole in the wall that's that's uh, pouring, you know, horrible, um, um, toxic uh, material out into the environment. You know, you're just plugging small holes and every time you plug one, another one will open up. Real change takes place when we change our perceptions wholeheartedly um, and hopefully uh, have that notion of compassion toward both the victim and the victimizer. I hope this shed some light and didn't didn't prove to confuse people more, but I just know that, um, you know, that's, that's the way that we can live with love in our lives personally, and of course, professionally, but, um, I know the last few, uh, shows have been on personal. So, um, I'll leave you there until next time, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.